Thanks for tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. Oh, how fun, huh? Well, happy Christmas to you. My name is Mike, one of the pastors here, and welcome to the third Sunday of Advent and the third Sunday of Vestember. I see nobody else is participating. That's great. But I really enjoy the, our version of uh, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol uh, a year later, uh, taken from the original uh, fictional story where three spirits visit a, a miserly man who has no peace, no love, fading hope, and really no joy. And yet he encounters these messengers, and he's changed. Uh, he took on that faith-induced grit and sought to be different. He embraced the joy of Christmas because Christmas is all about belonging, joy because God made it possible for us to belong, to be included in his forever family and, and to be a part of his fulfilling and incredible way of life. For Jesus came that we might be included and inclusive as part of God's family, experiencing the joy of belonging like the shepherds that we heard read just a minute ago in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. Shepherds were included in the heavenly announcement of Jesus' birth, giving some valuable insights on how we experience the, uh, uh, that inclusive sense of belonging. What, what a joy. But before we go into our Bible study of this passage this morning, I'd like to, to send out our kids, uh, preschool to sixth grade, and our students, junior and senior high, to their, off to their time in God's Word, so you can get up and go ahead and go. And while they're doing that, uh, we're going to have the scripture re read by Cabalon. Come on up here, and he's going to read to us. If you wouldn't mind standing to your feet, open up your Bibles, if you have them there, to Luke chapter 2, and we're going to be reading, or Cabalon's going to be reading verses 8 to 20 as we go through this, but stay standing also for prayer. And in the same region were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. With, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in, the man, in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. 
and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Amen. Thank you, Kellan. Appreciate you reading that. Let, let me pray for this morning. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to delve into your word this morning. Even though it's a familiar Christmas story, you've heard those verses time and time again. Yet, Lord, I know you have something for us. Open our spiritual eyes and ears to have us glean something and gain something from today, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can have a seat. And I love it when kids read that passage, probably because it reminds me of Peanuts uh, Christmas and, uh, and Linus sharing that one line. If you don't know what that is, you're probably not that old. But, uh, but uh, uh, glad that you're here this morning. Uh, uh, hopefully you have your Bibles open. I encourage you to take out the outline that's in your worship folder. Those of you who are here in person, you receive one of these folders, roll it over, and there's some blanks to fill in. The answers will be up on the screen. If you're watching online, you can go ahead and uh, uh, download. I think the, uh, the QR code will be coming up shortly, or you can just look online and find that there and, and encourage you to do that. We hope that you use this time in God's Word as a launch pad for some further study in the Scriptures. I think you'll be in, always good to rehearse and re go over and read again those Christmas stories and see what God would have for us in all of that. Also, in the web on our website, we have a section called Revive in there. There's a number of other writings that we have posted there, plus there's a link to our podcast, which we go a little bit deeper uh, in that and encourage you to listen to that throughout the week. But, you know, in hearing this uh, account uh, of Jesus' birth, I have often wondered, why did Jesus choose the shepherds? I can imagine uh, the conversation in heaven. Uh, the angels are really excited over Jesus and over Jesus' birth, probably guessing how this announcement will go. Maybe the, the universe will stop, and God will, will step up to the mic that's amplified so all creation can hear. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to announce to you one who needs no introduction. He has been spoken of and sought after and awaited for centuries. He is coming into this world from the humble town of Bethlehem in Judea. He is of the earthly line of Israel's greatest king and my eternal son. Amen? Amen. We need this. He is the God of creation. He is the ruler of the universe. He's the King of kings, and he's the Lord of lords. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Amen. His titles proclaim he is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Through him is salvation. Through him is life anew. And by him all will find rest for their weary souls. So get up off your feet. Get up off your feet. And let's give it up for the birth of Emmanuel. Jesus the Christ, the King and all-sufficient Savior. Woo! Amen. Amen. 
Amen. That, that's how I suppose it would be. <laughs> Yet, that's not what God chose. He chose to go to a, a few shepherds out in their fields at night. Now, shepherds were um, not the most influential people at the time. They were actually seen as dishonest, rough, outcasts of society, unreliable. Actually, people would avoid them. Maybe that changed from the time King David of the Bible was a shepherd. But God chose them nonetheless. Now, maybe because shepherds know how to care like God cares for his people. King David, a shepherd at one time, wrote the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, verses 1 and 2. I shall not want. He makes me lie down by green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. And like each sheep is important to the shepherd, each of us are important to God, and he cares. Isaiah 40, verse 11 says, He, that's God, will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather his lambs in his arms. He will carry them to his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. So rough as shepherds were, they were humbled by their occupation. You know, there's, there's something very important about humility to God. God chose shepherds to announce the birth of his son. God included them. Just, just like the, the chocolate kiss that was on your chair. Do you all get that? you all get a chocolate kiss? Did, did you guys not? You guys didn't get a chocolate kiss? Oh, oh, you were excluded and you were included. Well, let me make sure that you're included. Included, uh, Jeff, would you pass these around to, to everybody and make sure that they're included as well? You know, it's nice to be included, isn't it? Uh, we, we like being included. We don't like being excluded. When that party comes along and the announcements are given and all your friends get an announcement and you don't, it feels awful to be excluded. But it feels wonderful to be included. We, as humans, love and desire to be included. Like, we like to participate. We like to be involved with others. We like our ideas incorporated into a project, our talents integrated into the team. And when someone is handing out something, we usually want one too. That's why the samples at Costco seem to be going all the time. And home should be a place of inclusion. We usually feel belonging and great joy when we're included at home. That happens most of the time, and that's not true always. I saw a post this week on Facebook of a newly single mom struggling with exclusion in her relationship with her former husband. And as she and her son were making life on their own, uh, the talk of Christmas came up, and the little boy asked, his mom, mom, who's going to fill your stocking? And that sent her down a road of feeling alone and excluded. And yet there is inclusion and joy in God's amazing family. And the joy of Jesus and his birth is all about inclusion. For, for Jesus came that we might be included in God's forever family and that we would be inclusive to others. And in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20, as the shepherds were included in the joy of Jesus' birth, we find four 
elements of inclusion in God's family. And so let's explore this story for Jesus came that we might be included and inclusive as part of God's family. Well, the first element of inclusion found in this interaction with the shepherds is that God is not exclusive. So hopefully you have your Bibles with you, and we've already read most of this story in Luke chapter 2, where there are shepherds out in their fields by night, and all of a sudden this incredible scene comes about, brightness, there was fear, and the angel came and, and, and said, uh, you know, I bring you good news of a great joy. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, who is Messiah, the one you've been hoping for, the one that every good Jewish person would know that's coming. This one a priestly king that would come and set things straight, this Messiah. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those whom he's pleased. God reached out, out to the margins of society with this announcement of Jesus' birth. Why? Well, I believe to make it clear that Jesus is for all people, not just the in crowd, not just the ones who have it all together or those who have much. So God included shepherds. And of course, a seemingly insignificant couple in Mary and Joseph from a lowly, know-nothing town of Nazareth, which actually had a bad reputation. See, God is not exclusive. He is inclusive. And people on the margins already feel that exclusion. Even today, single moms, homeless, the sick, distressed, the poor, the fatherless, the elderly. And today, with all the isolation and polarization, most of us have felt on the margins. But God wants all people to be a part of his family, to be included and experience the joy of belonging. You see, Jesus' birth is good news that claims our fears, that calms our fears for, for we have a Savior and one who wants to include us. I don't know about your life, but I know that in going through my life, I felt excluded most of the time. Maybe it's because my brother was gifted and smart, or maybe because my and, and more engineering mind like my dad's and 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 that, and just uh, was seemed. I just feel like I got left out. And, and so, uh, what natural kids do when they feel left out? They start acting out in school. And so I became the class clown and got excluded. Uh, many days sent to the principal's office. <laughs> um, and. Uh, you know, I, I, what was great is that I got involved in a church. And you know what? Church people are really nice. They love a crazy little kid like me. I'm, a, I'm considered a EGR, extra grace required. I still haven't lost that title. Just ask my wife or the staff here. Uh, I'm a little bit too much. Actually, that was on most of my report cards as a kid. Mike is just too much. But I, I was so happy for the church that they, they loved me nonetheless. They included me. God's people included me. And when I found out that God wanted to include me in his forever family, I thought, well, how great is that? God wants us to be part of his forever family. And he wants each of us to include other people. 
See, Jesus' birth is good news. Jesus' birth is good news that brings great joy, not joy from something we earn or make or possess, but it's a gift of God. Jesus, our savior, our rescuer. I don't know if you've ever had somebody save your life or if you've had the opportunity to save someone's life, but I heard a story this past week of an of a, a, a off-duty nurse. She just happened to be going to her church and someone came up and grabbed her and said, quick, we need someone, no, someone needs medical assistance. And she actually saved this guy's life, rescued this man from death. But even more so, Jesus rescues us from a terminal disease that we just earned when we were born. And that terminal disease, unless taken care of, will keep us out of heaven. It will stop us from enjoying the potential that God has for us and will also keep us away from a relationship with God. It's a horrible disease. But Jesus came to rescue us. That's why we get so joyful. He is our savior, our rescuer. He rescues us from this condition of humanity. When he was born and, and, and grew up, he showed us how to relate to God, but then he ultimately went to the cross and all the sin of the world was dumped on him and he paid the ultimate sacrifice and died, a real death. But the great reality is three days later, he came walking out of that tomb. He was resurrected and that proved that he is our savior, that he, <coughs> that he did take away our sin and that we can rest assured that he is that savior, our rescuer. All we need to do to get into that is to accept that invitation of him to become part of his family. Many of you have done that. And now it's to stay connected. And back at our text, to verify this reality of the savior coming into the world, this joyful announcement the angels proclaimed, there was a sign, evidence that what the angels was saying was true. The chance of finding a baby wrapped in cloth lying in a feeding trough would be miraculous. Well, God has all kinds of miraculous signs today, like the book that Scrooge was talking about. This Bible is, is a miraculous book put together and, and has a central theme of, of Christ and his salvation and being part of God's family and knowing God. It's amazing. This book is a miracle. And we have the opportunity to delve into it and understand and to know an all-sufficient Savior. Not only that, uh, we, we've seen the changed lives of people. You've experienced maybe a, a radical change of life, but we've seen it as testimony is given of people who are going one way and now another. And I stand before you as a testimony of that because I was going one way, not towards God. And God radically transformed my life where I felt empty and lonely God allowed me to be filled and I feel like I belong to a family, to each other, to brothers and sisters. Changed lives is another miraculous sign. Not only that, answered prayer. Many of you have had prayer answered miraculously at times. And some have experienced miracles. I know I have. Like the miracle of that nurse who just happened to be at the right place at the right time. See, God wants us to be part of his forever family. He is not exclusive, but he is inclusive. And really, so should we. How could, how could we be more inclusive to those around us in our neighborhood, at our work, our school, in our church? Jesus came that we might be included 
and inclusive as part of God's family. The next element of inclusion found in this occurrence of the shepherds is to say, let's participate. Look at verses 15 and 16. And the angels went away from them as they've seen this incredible sign into heaven. And the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. The sign was confirmed. The sign was confirmed because they chose to investigate. They chose to participate with what the angels were excited about. See, they, 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 could, they, could, not, they could not just stay there and bask in the glow of the excitement of the miraculous or great spiritual celebration. They had to go. And there comes a time when we need to not just observe, but actually become a participant. To not just be a spectator, but to actually get involved, to be an active member of God's forever family, serving and giving and getting to know people and loving our neighbors and caring about our community, to follow the instructions that God has, has given to us in the book. Yes, Lord. A little emphasis from God there. Yes. To engage our world, to be part of what he's doing here. It does take a choice and it does take efforts on our part. We have to step out in that we talked about last week, that, that faith-induced uh, grit. But in that, we have, in that, as we do that, we have that team sense of belonging. As brothers and sisters get about the things of God, like, like the camaraderie of a work project or a team or a missions trip, there is a togetherness and an interconnectedness as we live life together. Not, not just meeting needs, but doing something together, discovering the things about God together and being used of God. And, and like the shepherds, as they were together discovering this incredible heavenly sight, we are together discovering God. That's why we encourage you to be involved in a smaller group, in a life group, because together you guys can discover and become closer together and feel that sense of belonging. I know it's tempting to, to think about Faith that to think that just to think that faith is attending a worship service, a worship experience, but faith is the practice of living out God's truth. Like as Isaiah 117 tells us, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the, the case of the widow. Now, not, not the world's justice, but God's justice. Helping those oppressed by society, helping those who have need that have no voice. You know, God is encouraging, he continues to encourage me in this whole idea of, of being more active, involved in those things. And that's why we're encouraging you today to go and build one of these packs. We need to build 500 of these today. That means that each of you <laughs> needs to do about 10 and we'd make it or more, maybe 20. But uh, let's put these together and then you take some home with you and, and give them out as you see people in the streets. I mean, just... Even driving to church today, there was someone on the side, and I wish I would have had a packet with me. I'm going to make sure I have a few of those in the car that we can provide help. See, God wants us to participate in all that he's doing in our world, and that's where the, the, the joyfulness of belonging is found. 
For Jesus came that we might be included and inclusive as part of God's family. Another element of inclusion found in this moment with the shepherds is to, to share God's good news. Look at verses 17 and 18 of, of Luke chapter two. And when they saw the shepherds, the, the scene of Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child, the whole utterance from the angels. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. The shepherds no longer could keep it to themselves. This news was too good not to share. They had to make it known. Disclose what happened, reveal the great miraculous truth. And people wondered at it. They were amazed and marveled at the truth that, that God would be so individual, that God would show up now. So real, so miraculous. And the prophets were right. The people saw and were also amazed because of the passion and the intensity of the shepherds. You could almost feel that sense of belonging as with excitement and that face lit up about the, what they had seen and experienced. They wanted to know more too. That passion, teamwork for their good cause made a difference. So let's, let's take some time this Christmas and reignite and rekindle our own passions to be amazed and wondered all of Jesus in Christmas, that God would love our world so much that he would give his son, John 3, 16, that he would come and, and, and Christ would, 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 would be squeezing himself in the tininess of a little baby. Could you imagine the God of the universe has unlimited power decides to squeeze himself into the tininess of a human being. It's like you squeezing yourself in the tininess of a goldfish plopped in a bowl. But God does that and how awesome and amazing and wonderful that is. And that he would care about us to send his son and that the son would care about us enough to pay that ultimate sacrifice and die on a cross for us. But be in awe of that. Be amazed of that. And let that move you to consider who you could tell. Who could you uh, tell about Jesus? I know it's scary at times. I, you may not know the words. God will give you the words. But one of the greatest ways to do that now is just to take the, one of the invitations that's in your worship folder. You can get it online and invite a friend. They may not go, come. They may. You know, most people want to go to church on Christmas, and they'd like to go to a place where they know somebody. They know you. You're a nice person. And you can share with them and invite them, and they may have the greatest time of their life. But think of people who you could invite. Share the good news and be inclusive. Don't hold what you have to yourself. It's meant to be shared. See, Jesus came that we might be included and inclusive as part of God's family. One last element of inclusion found in this instance with the shepherds is to be in awe. We've already talked about a little bit of God. Verse, 18, verse 19 and 20. And Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. She was in awe of all the shepherds said. And the shepherds returned, glorifying God and praising God in awe of all they had heard and seen and that had been told of them. It was awesome. God of the universe wanting to live in human skin. God wanting to provide for us a way to belong to him and to each other. You see, Jesus came that we might be included and, and inclusive 
as part of God's family. God is inclusive, and really so should we. Scrooge had, had pushed everyone out of his life. Scrooge in his story of the Christmas carol. And yet the joy and love and truth of Christmas changed him. The question is, does it, does it for you? Maybe you need to investigate Jesus more. Maybe it's an opportunity for you to do that. If you don't know him for the first time, I encourage you, there's a, there are these uh, brown packages called Next Step Packs, or just little packs like this that uh, our ushers have at the, uh, and they'll have it at the end of the service. If you're interested, you don't know Jesus, and you'd like to know more, pick up one of those. Those of you who already know Jesus, don't just breeze by these Christmas stories. Take time and take a moment and, and let them soak in. Let them enter your life and, and really think through. Ask yourself questions like, why the shepherds? Why Mary? Why Joseph? Why? Next week, we'll talk about the wise men. And let the joy of Christmas fill you. Let's be inclusive in this story, in the story of the shepherds, and embrace those elements of inclusion. Because, see, God is not exclusive. He is inclusive. Let's participate with God. Let's, let, let's share about God's news, let, let, good news, and let's, let's be in awe of God. For Jesus came that we might be included and inclusive as part of God's family. Will you pray with me? Father God, I thank you just for the, the truth and the reality of your word and, and the great uh, remembrance of this incredible Christmas story, Lord, this time where shepherds were out in their fields by night and Hopefully nothing was going to happen, and, and yet all of a sudden the heavens opened up in this incredible chorus, and though they were afraid, you calmed them and told them in some incredible news, news that they had been longing for and heard for years and years and years that a, a Messiah, a Savior, a Rescuer would come. And you gave that sign, that baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger, how miraculous that would be if they saw that, and they did. And you infuse them with this incredible sense of joy that the reality of you and your truth and all the things that Scripture speaks of is true. God, may we have that same sense of joy. Joy because you are real. Joy because you do include us in your family. We're not left or abandoned or discarded or forgotten. We're included in your family. You love us completely. Lord, help that the joy of that fill our life. And may we sing of that joy, proclaim that joy, share that joy. Thanks for tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app.